one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Oh, I don't know. I thought I'd try something different. Uh, I mean, we should probably harmonize. Yahoo! Yahoo! Hello, everybody. It's Jack, Andrew, and Ross from Coldaholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. There's a reason that I've opened it in a bit of a silly way. It's because independently of each other, as we all arrived in this room at slightly different times, we've all said to Joel behind the camera, Oh, it's going to be a difficult one. This is the end of the video, not No, no, it's going to be a difficult one. No, no, stay. No, because sometimes these are the best ones. Because they're just just in a wacky mood, aren't we? It's the real adversity we face here at Cultaholic Wrestling sometimes, these cards. That's the real adversity. As we speak, we're filming this on Monday. I'm thinking it's going out today as well, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, Which which means that we're missing two episodes of Build for Mm -hmm. Night of Champions later on. It's because we're doing a second pitches video this week, so we had to film this one ahead of time. Um, So it means that... We're, we're, we've not got too developed a card to work off. Although I don't know how much more developed actually it's going to be by the time we get a night. It'll be champion. Trish and Becky added, you'd assume, tonight on Raw. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it's the contract signing. There right? might be a women's tag team unification potentially. I'm just, that's off the mm. top of my head. There's been no mm. inkling on TV as if, as if that's going to be. The a witches thing. have been running roughshod, though. They have. Overall. Against you, Lisa. Also, theory, though, as well. Against He's against not you, defending you, Lisa. Lisa Lyon and Valentina Sorry. Up from NXT from they were there. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. They're, they're fantastic. I love the witches. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about Lisa and Valentina, the real, the real heroes of Sanctus, the NXT. former lasses. Yeah. He promised them a spiritual experience and never gave them one. Oh, NXT. So the card for Night of Champions, yeah, it's a bit, uh, short, like bit short at the minute. Five matches, bit. I think. Mm. Um, but we're here to spiritually enhance and enrich our lives and our experiences of Night of Champions. Namaste. With nine wonderful pitches. Um, we're going to go around in a circle, Ross, then Andrew, then me, Ross, then Andrew, me, Ross, then me. And by the end, we'll be left with nine wonderful pitches for Night of Champions 2023. But remember the golden rule. It's not what we think is going to happen. It's, it's what, what we want to happen. happen. Yahoo. Yahoo. And how are you as well, both of you? <laughs> You're yeah, right. yeah. I'm good. I'm happy because it feels like it's been a while since all three of us have been on together oh, in a pictures video. Okay. So it feels yeah, nice it's the same, have, is it, with everyone else? feels nice <laughs> to have the boys back. The boys are back I'm in happy. town. And I'm, and the sun's been out a bit as well. Yeah. Oh, it's just great. <laughs> right, Ross, we have your first pitch then. <laughs> right, so there's two crucial details from Friday's Smackdown that are setting the table for 
the legs of the table, which is a nickname I've given myself because I'm sturdy. Okay. First and foremost, it's a moment that I thought was completely other bollocks, but we're running with it. Roman Reigns getting out the ring after opening promo on Friday SmackDown. He couldn't give a toss about the greatest tag team in the world. Brock Lesnar, it's a big old meh. The Undertaker, <laughs> who cares? America's greatest hero, Cody Rhodes. I don't even know her. She's whack no cap, you know what I'm saying? But Roman merely brushed the shoulder of Solo Sokoa, and it's the most vulnerable we've seen Roman Roman Reigns in absolutely ages. I think it's an order of bollocks that happened because <laughs> Solo, he's all right, isn't he? But he's not him. He's not him. You know what I mean? Like okay. in Carmelo Hayes speak, he's not him. He's not the guy yet. He's not the mm. guy. Yeah, he's yes. not the guy Roman should be absolutely yeah. terrified of, yeah. surely, based on what we've seen so far uh, from okay. Solo on the main roster, in my opinion. But as I say, it's bollocks we're rolling with because we don't get to see too many people do really get like fully behind these days. So Solo is getting the biggest... The biggest rubs of all. <laughs> Let's rub them all the way to a satisfying climax, eh, Andy? Hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, the second thing that is set in the table also happened on SmackDown backstage with the entire bloodline with Roman. Roman said to the Usos, you keep talking about we. It sounds like you're talking about you two. Do I look like a twin? Do I look like a we? Now, I think this verbiage will be getting the wheels a turning inside the mind of Solo Roger Sokoa, who is the biological brother of the twins, of the we's, of the Usos. So for this match, I want to see Solo get in there first of all, and I want to see him wrestle like a fella. Roman should be scared off because if we're honest, in my opinion, well, if I'm honest, I'm going to be honest here. Just me. They might disagree. And uh, we haven't seen this in WWE just yet. What's that? Him wrestle like a man. Roman should be scared of. We've seen him not lose a lot. Not lose, yeah. but he's not but, ripped anyone's head off like I mean, Umanga would do back in the day. Quite vicious. Stuff. It's like he it's is, sort of like in between. I stuff. know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was legitimately a bit worried about Umanga, even though I was a teenager when mm. he was doing his thing. He I've was never been worried about scary. Solo. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say him piss all over the chips of Kevin and Sammy. Uh, just I don't want to write that down, but uh, you get the picture. I want to just bat this, uh, Kevin and Sammy for the longest time. And uh, we get the point of the match where Solo has done so much of the work, he might bark an order to Roman Reigns which won't go down too well because Roman's the quarterback who was calling all the plays that's what he said the other day on Smackdown Roman and Solo argue a couple of times but they're still on top it looks like they're going to hashtag finish the story in a pretty unsatisfactory way for Kevin and Sammy <laughs> even though the story never truly ends mm -hmm. but it will could do here with an unsatisfactory hashtag end of the finish the story um, the arguments keep going however and eventually it's enough for the street champ to get a chair it's enough for Solo to throw away this opportunity tag team gold and he twats Roman Reigns with it and ends the match in a unsatisfactory oh. disqualification mm. but Solo doesn't stop there he lays the smack down on Roman Reigns so hard and so fast and so furious maybe even 10 times he just doesn't stop in, in fact he allows Kevin and Sammy to get in for a bit you know they can get their little one twos in there buckle my shoes three four concussion left right you know what I'm talking about for telling them if you don't mind lads I want to take this one Go over there, I'll leave you alone. Yep, off you go. Paul Heyman's at ringside, losing his bananas. He doesn't want to see this happen. Uh, but it is. It ends with Solo taking Paul's foot after he's beaten down Roman Reigns for a long period of time, an uncomfortable period of time. I just want to see Solo be a, a menace, a crazy man, mm. someone we're a bit like, ooh, should be wary of him. Uh, he takes Polo, uh, Polo? Paul's oh. phone, <laughs> and Solo makes a call, and we see, because the camera's over his shoulders, like that shot with Seth Rollins a little while ago, that it's to Jay Uso. Oh. But which one? He could have done this privately backstage, I know, but that would not be pro wrestling, would it? And then he ends the segment to Solo by see, uh, saying, see you on SmackDown, pissant, to oh. Roman Reigns. Oh. 
When you said, you, so you mean J is in the initial J? J dot Not, oh, not J. Because right. when you oh, said, okay. but which one? I yeah. was like, Actually, J. Yeah. J dot It's one of the users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah could yeah, be right. either or. Um, we see nothing from the bloodline at all. And... Uh, any Dury show until a week on Friday when we celebrate Roman's record-breaking reign, which was announced on last Friday's SmackDown by Paul. Um, obviously, nobody from the bloodline is there. Um, Kevin and Sammy are tying this little bit over, this little period of not bloodlineness by just gloating about their win, but not in a dickish way because it was done by a disqualification, and if they did it in a dickish way, that wouldn't reflect well upon them. And at this point in the story, children, we must insert a massive implosion that ruins Roman's celebration here and ends with Solo and the Usos becoming the line of descent, spelled like descent as in like, ooh, I don't like you, but it said because descent, they're in the descent, the lineage of the... It's, a, it's the second time I've used this the name in the pictures video, descent. so we're bringing it back. It's a nice pun. I don't think I was there for that one. I don't know. I can't remember. Can't I think remember it was a, uh, we did a... No, you weren't. It was when Tom was... Oh, ah, yes. But Tom. I like I like the... Um, this could be a whole new element to our pictures videos as a recurring... I'm going to say it until mm. something happens, which either makes it happen or, you know, kills it. You know, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be Solo and the Usos. Solo and the Usos against Roman. So nice. Did it didn't yet matter really which which of the Usos he was calling? No. Okay, it's fair enough. I don't know why. It's just a bit of dramatic teasing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Maybe it was both. Maybe it was one. We don't know. We'll find out in the coming weeks. Fair enough. Mm. <laughs> no, um, I like that pitch. I think it's good. I think that's a, looking ahead to the card. It's probably the match I'm most. Maybe not most excited for, but most intrigued by. Because the possibilities are all over the place, and I think they could either make it a total waste of time mm. or a really key step in the story. And I think your pitch is closer to the key step than it is a waste of time. I just so don't want to see Kevin me. and Sammy lose. I know, I yeah, but I don't want to see that, But who's going to take the fall? So I think it might it might actually be a DQ. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Solo. It's not going to be Roman, surely. But Solo doesn't get pinned. Well, Cody beat him once, I think. Kevin Owens beaten by DQ, was it, on Raw? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah Cody beaten once. It's well, a yes from me anyway. It's a yes from me as well. It's Thank you. I, I, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I think you're right in terms of that we need to see Solo be a bit more berserk. Treat him, because he is being treated like he is that at the moment, mm. for sure. But as you said, I guess we've not really seen seen the, the side that we saw a lot of in Umaga, which mm. he feels like he's being sort of, not packaged as, but taking little... A spiritual success. Hints, yeah, 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 hints yeah. and pieces from that. Um, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Well, we got over to my first one, and it's also about this match. And now you said things that make me think you might say no to this pitch, but we'll see. We'll see. You can anyway. want more than one oh. thing. Um, I, I also wrote these before SmackDown 2, this one. So there's little bits and pieces. You wrote them before SmackDown 2? Not SmackDown 2. You wrote them in like the early 2000s. No, you're all. No. no. Oh, right. um, wow. So there's little bits and pieces that might not make sense, but it's what we want to happen. So there you go. Whatever. Shut up. Uh, it's the SmackDown. My goodness. I know, right? I'm firing on all cylinders today. It's the SmackDown before Night of Champions, and in a desperate attempt to help broker the peace within the family, Jimmy and Jay assure Roman that they'll do anything necessary to keep the tribal chief and the enforcer 
uh, sorry, to help the Tribal Chief and the Enforcer bring the undisputed tag team titles back into the grasp of the bloodline, they apologized profusely to Roman for everything they failed to achieve since losing at WrestleMania, but the head of the table quickly cuts them off. Empty words and empty promises. You think that's how our family built this legacy? You think that's how I've managed to be Universal Champion for a thousand days and carry this company on my back? You talk a good game, but that's all you bloody well do. Talk! And whilst that's done well for some of our family, get a little cheeky rock mention in there. Look at where it's got you. I leave this place for you to run it without me. Thinking that when I came back, I'd hear people whispering the bloodline name in fear once again. But what? Bloody hellfire. I come back and all I hear are jokes, doubts, and a bunch of false promises about a bloodline that once was Night of Champions. So obviously we heard that the thousand day thing was going to be on the SmackDown. It's the, the SmackDown after yeah, Night of Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wrote this before, so I was uh, like, Night of Champions, we don't just celebrate my thousand day reign as Universal Champion. Solo and I don't just lift the tag titles high above our heads. We bring the fear and respect you both took away from our legacy. Roman and his manipulative manner continues. In fact, I was going to say, I don't want either of you there at Night of Champions, but I think you need a front row reminder of how we get it done. You'll be there. We'll need you guys to strap these titles around our waist at the end of the night. So we get to Night of Champions. It rolls around and it's a tag team title match. Sammy and Kevin are the first ones out before the lights in the arena dim. Suddenly, the rampway is adorned with Samoan fire knife dancers performing. Oh, there. I think it's the. Thank you. The, is it the Siva Afi? I'm really sorry for butchering oh, the name. No. But I'm thinking, like, similar to. Do you remember Samoa Joe and TNA as well? Where he yeah, had the big yeah, thing? Something like that. We got something entrance. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a big entrance to celebrate everything. As Roman Reigns makes his grand 1000 day celebratory entrance. Along with Solo at his side, the Usos soon follow behind, rallied up to prove their worth to the tribal chief. But before they can pass, Roman and Sokoa, Roman holds out his arms and he signals for them to stop before playing more mind games with Jimmy and Jay as out comes Affa and Seeker. Roman embraces the pair and signals for them to walk to the ring by he and Solo's side instead of the Usos. So now, with lovely Samoan-themed thrones placed ringside, Roman oh implores for his father and uncle to take a seat and watch history unfold for their family. The Usos, looking very much put out at this point, continue to stalk the ring over the course of the match, now with the added pressure of having Afra and Seeker watching on at ringside too. However, Roman demands that Jimmy and Jay don't get involved like they did on SmackDown. They got involved and Roman was like, what are you doing? I never said do that. They are the root of the Bloodline's problems after all. Just watch how it's done. So at one point in the match, Roman and Sammy, uh, Roman has Sammy draped over the middle rope, positioned in such a way that Zayn's looking towards Afrin Seeker, whilst Jimmy and Jay are stood between the two-seated Wild Samoans. Paul Heyman stands on the adjacent side of the ring, moving the ref's attention away from Reigns using the middle rope to his advantage. And that's when Roman grabs Sammy's face and he taunts the Usos. This, this is why you couldn't get it done. Apologize. Apologize to Afrin Seeker now. Apologize for the disrespect. Apologize for not getting it done. From this angle, we see Sammy and Jay making, they make a little bit of eye contact, right? But Zayn, breathless. Oh my God, I know what's going to happen. Barely manages to utter... Look, look at what he's doing to you. He's manipulating you, mate. You're like, ah, bloody hell fire. Before Jimmy 
breaks Roman's demand and super kicks Sammy to shut him up. Oh, and now it's Roman, not what I thought was going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry no, if it's I'm not sorry, as good. Roman is now furious that his demand has been broken once again and that no apology was made to the Wild Samoans either. He rolls out of the ring and he squares up to Jimmy, who is now sandwiched between the Tribal Chief and Solo Sakura on the outside. With Jimmy's fate seemingly about to be decided, Jay gets in between to try and calm Roman down. But as he does so, he catches a glimpse. Here comes Kevin Owens. He's bloody flying full speed around the corner. Jay makes a quick decision, though. He pushes Jimmy out of harm's way as Owens connects with a massive senton off the apron. And he takes out Roman and Solo. So with Solo down on the outside, Kevin briefly looks at the Usos before swiftly grabbing the dazed reins. Hits him with a stunner on the outside. Rolls him back in the ring. For Sammy to hit a picture perfect halluva kick. He does it again. He does it three <laughs> times. One, two, three. Oh, Roman Reigns suffers his first pinfall loss since 2019 on his thousand day celebratory wow. night in front of the Wild Samoans. Oh, by that heck. That's sick. It is sick. all going downhill for that man right there. No, I think that's class. I don't know why you thought I wouldn't like that. I don't, because what were you thinking of before when he oh, was like I thought, <laughs> I thought that the Usos were going to super kick the old fellas. No. <laughs> They'd fall backwards. <laughs> I thought the thrones were going to topple. I tried not to get them involved as much as possible because I, really I thought you might not enjoy I that. I thought that the blokes were going to just go flying. <laughs> I was like, that's my dad. It also made me think of the possibilities that could happen in real life. If because Roman has brought up the Wild Samoans, imagine if he annoys the Usos by saying, like, "Your dad was a, like a comedy guy, he's like a clown." Mm. That would be mm. really good as well. Oh, that would be good actually. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm. That would have. That but um, nice. but no, I, that that's really good because I just oh, I just can't wait to see how angry Roman is. Oh, for being pinned on his one thousand day celebration, and then you still got Solo in there who wasn't pinned, and yeah, he yeah. can still be like, yeah, oh, yeah, man, I'm right. "You lost it for yeah. us, didn't you?" Oh, it's one. Of, it's it's the bar. It's, it's the bar. The, it's, the bar. Oh. it's a half yes. Oh, okay, okay. I want Roman's first pinfall loss to be when he drops the title. Right. That's the only, that's that the only stickler for me. Makes a lot. But of it's sense. a wonderful pitch. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's it's fitting for the occasion. But mm. I just want it to be when he loses the title. But so I'll give it one of them. Thank you. A half. Thank you. A half um, yes. We're going down the card a bit now. I've not gone for that match. I've gone for right. So early on in the night, backstage, maybe after the first match. We head to uh, the outside of Imperium's locker room mm. and Mustafa Ali hand delivers a present to the locker room. It's a personalized instruction manual for Gunter, giving him tips and strategy advice on how to hang with Ali in the ring. Gunter asks, what is the meaning of this? Ali says that because he's at such a clear advantage, he didn't want their bout to last a really short amount of time and let anybody down. Gunter is silent for a moment, then thanks him and shuts the door and Mustafa Ali smiles and walks off. They're really milking this like whole it. thing. The match comes around and the bell rings. Ali gets absolutely destroyed by several chops and a trio of massive power bombs, leading to the quick, easy win for Gunter. As Ali is stretched away, Gunter gets on the mic and is furious. He says, is this what counts as competition around here? This match was a disgrace to professional wrestling, and I demand a real opponent. So if anyone's willing to face me right now, 
come out here right now. But there's a moment of silence as nobody answers the challenge. So Gunter continues. Of course, there's nobody left. I am the most dominant IC champion of all time. And every defense I make doesn't just strengthen my own legacy. It weakens the legacies of all the previous champions, all the men who've held this belt before. A history of charlatans and con men. Who And he's interrupted by a theme music, which goes, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Laughter wasn't the response I was so looking for. Gunter does not look impressed. In fact, he looks disgusted at the return of Matt Cardona. I think he said before that if he returned, he'd want to be Cardona, yeah, not Cardona. Zachary. Yeah. Um, but he's so disgusted that he's taken completely by surprise when Cardona makes his entrance through the back of the crowd and blindsides Gunter with a chair. Zigzag on the chair and Gunter is busted wide open. I know we don't have blood anymore, but this is my pitch. Damn it. Um, yes, Cardona wants the match right now. And it's perhaps Gunter's one weakness. He's too proud to say no. Mm. So despite being dazed, he demands that the referee rings the bell and he charges a Cardona. Matt moves aside and Gunter runs into the turnbuckle that Cardona Cardona just before sneakily exposed while Gunter was talking to the ref. The champion staggers back into a roll-up with the tights. And Matt Cardona is the new IC champion. No the way. Ooh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. This leads to a feud where Gunter is desperate for a rematch, but Cardona will only grant it to him if he agrees to a no-DQ stipulation, something Cardona feels suits him more and something Gunter finds against the very spirit of this noble profession. But eventually he agrees and we get the terrifying sight of Weapons Gunter at Money in the Bank where he wins the belt back. Weapons. Weapons Gunter, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, in the words of Joe Hendry, so let me get this straight. <laughs> you let me get one Car- thing straight. Let me get one thing straight. You want Matt Cardona then, Gunter's massive brain? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, you know. It's a, it's a risky I one. I don't know, you know. I'm a big fan of Cardona, but yeah. I, don't know I don't know if he is him for mm. Gunter's reign. What about you, Andrew? Uh, <laughs> in, Andrew, oh, in Andrew's language, that's basically that's a no. <laughs> no, isn't it's it? not a yeah, no it's, it's because a no. because I think it, I think you sell some really good ideas there in terms weapons of ma- Gunter, yes, yeah, weapons yeah, yeah, Gunter, yeah. which will be on his name slate. Like, <laughs> weapons edge. Gunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, because I like the stipulation that Matt Cardona comes about obviously with all the stuff he's done in GCW. It makes sense he for wants, him to be like he wants to be able to cheat. He wants to be able to break the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I enjoy that aspect of it. I don't think he's the right person to take Fair enough, Gunter, and that's that's the only reason that's the only reason but there is some like quite I, nice I was worried when I said woo 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 and Ross laughed and I thought oh, I thought it was going to be like a, them. whoa I thought we were going to get a patented Ross Tweddle raising of the roof <laughs> but that didn't quite happen unfortunately if he comes back as like Matt Cardona from the Indies it'll be fantastic mm. but again maybe I should have done it where he comes back and attacks him but they don't have the match set up for money May- yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah that would have got a big oh, that would have got, got a big thumbs up but, you know, I'm still happy still, that I'd put it out there. You of know, course, of course. All right, fair enough. Just the, the result of them. The, the setup's lovely, just the results of them. Okay. Mm. Wonderful. Um, can we have your second pitch, please? Uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka we're going to now. The bell rings. Asuka shoves the ref out the way, causing a referee distraction, but without getting disqualified. Mists Bianca in the eyes and pins her one, two, three. <gasps> 
We see, we see that the mist is a different colour to normal, oh. so vibrant. It's even making Asuka rinse out her mouth immediately with some very, very powerful mouthwash. <laughs> Bianca is in tatters. Asuka is the biggest bastard we've ever seen in this world that we live in. I've learned my lesson from SummerSlam 2021 with myself and Andrew here. We're getting all kinds of pissy, I think the right word is, Yes. Um, on, the, on the couch upstairs. Uh, I've learned that in wrestling. It's much more satisfying to get a story that starts Starts off with a horrible bit, but ends with a good bit. And I think this is the jeopardy this Bianca Belair character needs. It's also probably the most logical thing for Asuka to do, considering what she's done to Bianca twice now, with great effect. She's missed it twice. She got a full once. She got a half on SmackDown. She missed. So over the next few months, I want to see Bianca go through... <laughs> the phrasing on this sentence was hard. I want to see her go through uh, physical therapy to get around her new blindness. Wow. Ooh. What's a better way to put that? I couldn't think of it. It's Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning. But you know what does I mean? She, does she... She's blinded. She's been PJ'd. An optri- For an how optician. long? Yeah. Let's what? put out this. Wow. So she's got to wrestle without her see. sight. Exactly. She's like, Dana. No. No. I want her to see Matt lose matches like to Dana, Brooke, Natalia, Aliyah. Insert anyone who shouldn't beat Bianca Belair, but are beating Bianca Belair because Bianca can't quite see, man. She's wow. lost her powers. And we get this long storyline where she gets all of her powers back. And maybe Asuka's gone on this rampage where she's blinding everybody on the Raw women's roster. And then, oh, sorry, the SmackDown women's roster. And eventually, I'm getting confused by that red belt being the on belt, SmackDown. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. The SmackDown women's roster. And eventually maybe we get Bianca be the one who takes the belt back off Asuka a little way down the line with all her blind friends coming down and celebrating because <laughs> their visions come back. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I want to see Asuka missed everybody because it works. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I think that bit of jeopardy for Bianca Belair. It, it, I think it would come out of nowhere. No one would see that sort of thing coming. We would get pissy in the in the moment, but I think with the story, like Bianca and Becky did up until WrestleMania 38, I think it would be worth it. Mm. Oh. Mm. <clears throat> Oh man! I don't want to make of it. A there's a lot of there's a lot of these going. I was thinking uh, though, I was, I as like, well because I think I'm not a big fan of this feud at the moment. It's sort of not really much is coming from it, but something like this would make it a lot more interesting. And then maybe it'd see something that would change Bianca Belair up a little bit because she is phenomenal and everything, and the matches are great. But it just feels a bit stale at the moment with. What's happening? So a little bit of a shake-up like that would be really, really good. I thought you were going to say it, because I think the mi- all the mists have different properties. So yeah. I was like, oh, is, is she like mind, she like warped her mind and now she becomes a heel or That's something exactly like what that? I was That's for, exactly Andy. what he was going for. It's pink mist, which means her mind has been warped and she turns heel for a period. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Until it's left her... Head. I like it, but I I I would prefer I would definitely prefer Asuka to win rather than I feel like we're sort of building up towards her uh, Bianca Belair and and Charlotte Flair down the line because oh. I think she's the one. Charlotte Flair is the only one of the four horsewomen that that Bianca's not. No, Bianca and Rippers. That would be cool. Well. Maybe that's in the far future. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um. So yeah, it's an. Oh. I maybe in the rematch. Bianca could find Asuka's mist stash and swap Super Soga. Swap no swap the <laughs> swap the mists round. So then when Asuka mists her in the match, it actually acts like it gives her super strength. She's swapped oh, her for a good yeah, a good mist. Yeah, yeah. A good anyway, mist. Anyway, steroids. It's, 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 yeah. It's also a, a a middle one for me as well. It's a bar. That's fair. It's a bar. It's a bar. Mm-hmm. Uh Andre. Okay, Koki. Uh we are going to this Monday night raw. Um 
And straight out of the gate, it starts off with a bang bang. As Cody makes his way to the ring with a burlap sack in hand to cut a promo. Do you ever hear the word burlap outside of wrestling? Nah. No. I feel like I've never yes, heard it. Are you yeah. guessing? Or a potato sack or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so he comes to the ring with a potato sack in hand to cut a promo for Saturday's pay-per-view. However, he's caught off guard once again by a stampeding broccoli Lesnar. My goodness. Uh, we get a tussle. You know, Cody manages to escape an F5 attempt. The two brawl to the outside of the ring and around the ringside area, through the crowd, into the parking lot, and back again. Adam Pearce, plus a sea of security and WWE superstars, finally managed to pry these two apart before a heated Cody grabs the microphone and he's ready to go. Brock. <laughs> what, he do that doesn't sound very menacing, does it? Hey, hey Brock. Hey. Hey, Brock. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Brock. You think that I looked into my victory at Backlash? You think that I uh, that what I achieved was a fluke? You think that just because I angered the beast, I'll run away and hide until you find the opportunistic moment to strike? You call yourself a cowboy, a hunter. <coughs> I smelled your blood, Brock, and let me tell you, if I don't want to step aside, I'll just have to make you the next trophy on my mantle because I want nothing more than to prove I'm willing to do what it takes to put you down. No more running, no more excuses, no security, no flukes. I came out here tonight to propose a good old-fashioned fight just like you wanted because at Night of Champions, oh, Brock Lesnar... It's, uh, sorry, at Night of Champions, it's Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Cody reaches into the burlap sack. In a Texas bull rope yes! match. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Rhodes. He's a Rhodes. Yeah! He's a cowboy. There's a cowbell on the road. Yes. I just think it would be a fun match to have at Night of Champions. Oh, think of the tactics versus got, the strength. Exactly. Because we've got oh. each of them being like, oh, you're scared doing this, that, and the other. I want to fight. People running away. It's not a fluke, this, that, and the other. They're literally strapped to each other in this match. and Nobody can run away or do anything. And then they just back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The absolute we we are to one another, and it could be a fantastic affair. I'm sad that it's not actually a, a Texas Bull Rope match. No. Yeah, it's a yes from me. Fully. Thank you. Thank well, we've still got tonight. It could change. It tonight. could change. It could. It could. I don't know what the speaker put him on his mantle. You're gonna get a shotgun out. Of the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Shoot him the head. I thought he was going to get day. another sack and say, I want a blindfold mask. <laughs> remember them. Mm. Um, I've realized that your dialogue writing style works really well with Cody. That's because sort it's of how just, he talks. Because it's like Superman, isn't it? It's just. What do you guys want to talk about? Mm. You know? And then he'd say all the things that you Texas say. bull ropes and that, don't I? <laughs> I'll give it a yeah. It makes sense, doesn't Thank it? Thank you. Yeah. It makes the most sense. It right. makes the Ooh. most sense. It makes the most sense. <laughs> Fill in the dead air. Speaking of filling in the dead air, mine's like a filler um, pitch out of the three. Like, it's kind of, it kind of. Go, uh, I wrote it without an ending in mind, so it just kind of meanders off. I do that every time. Oh, right, that's fine then. <laughs> um, so AJ Styles beats Seth Rollins to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Woo! But Jack, he's a Smackdown boy. Superstar. I know. <laughs> Triple H comes out to present him with the belt and looks visibly annoyed doing so. Oh. Stars doesn't care and wants Triple H to put the belt around his waist, but instead he just hands it to him or puts it on his shoulder and pats it and then mm. walks off. On the next week's SmackDown, AJ Styles comes out flanked by Gallows and Anderson and calls out Triple H and says, what was the matter back in Saudi Arabia? Is it because I beat your boy? Triple H doesn't answer. So Styles shows up on Raw and calls him out again. And Triple H arrives and says, I respect you. You're one of the greats of this wrestling world but not of WWE. Oh, I think that's going to get heat. I think people are going to boo him for that. This gets booed and AJ goes, really? Well, let me prove that I am then. I'll face whoever you want. And over the next few weeks on Raw, in between uh, Night of Champions and Money in the Bank, Triple H chucks various Triple H guys at AJ in title matches. Nakamura, Bala, a returning champer if he's ready. And finally, as we approach Money in the Bank on the go-home show, AJ puts his belt on the line in a triple threat against two Triple H boys, Owens and Zayn, saying that if he wants a match with Roman, uh, saying that if he wins in this triple threat, he wants a match with Roman Reigns. Uh, Triple H is forced to agree when he wins the match and we head into Money in the Bank. At Money in the Bank, it's AJ versus Roman. They go back and forth and the Wembley crowd are dead excited they are, I've said. This is where I started to not know what the ending was. I was like... It looks as though AJ is about to win. He hits the Styles Clash. He goes to the apron. Phenomenal forearm. He goes back to the apron. 450 splash, which I think is what he won his first TNA title with. Probably. Maybe. It's a cool move. One, two. Someone pulls him out of the ring. <gasps> it's not Solo Sokoa this time, though. It's Seth Rollins. Oh, my God. And I spat out my drink there. Who hasn't been seen since losing to AJ Styles, by the way. Because I, I just think he's... Probably gone a nice holiday with his kid. And, he's filming, yeah. isn't he? That Captain oh, America. He's so doing that as well, yeah. nice with that. Um, he costs AJ the match and gets out of there. And then um, the, one of the Money in the Bank ladder matches is the main event, so we don't have the sad ending. I don't want to uh, keep Tyson Fury away from this. Mm. You know. <laughs> um, the following week, Rollins explains his actions. He's really jealous, and if anybody's going to beat Roman, it has to be him. He is the chosen one. He's the one who's always had Roman's number over the years from way back in the days of the breakup of the Shield. AJ is outraged and challenges Seth to not just any match for the title at SummerSlam, but a ladder match. Because I think that AJ and Seth could have like a Michaels, Razor, like all-time great ladder match. Um, Meanwhile, over on SmackDown, Roman absolutely kicks off at anybody who even mentions Seth Rollins' name. I like that. Yeah. Because they're together, but they're not together. Mm. They're jilted lovers. Seth and Roman. Right. I think that, um, I think in real, this is on a theory that I've seen and that I agree with, that Seth's going to ultimately be the one to take Roman's belt away from him. Ooh. Wow, I, really? I know. I, I just The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, because Triple H loves Seth. He bloody loves him. He does. And Seth's always been the one to have Roman's number over the that years. That would be pretty. Do you know what? Because then if Seth takes it off Roman, 
then Seth's got the belt that Cody wants as well. Oh, oh and then it comes Andy. full circle. I can't make that noise it? very well, but I want to be able to. Ooh wee! <laughs> wow, <laughs> and and the story will be finished. Yeah. Um, I think that as well, Rollins would need to. I don't think he's actually going to lose this title match. At, um, yeah. On on Saturday, but I, is it Saturday? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do think that um, I do think that he w- if he is going to eventually challenge Roman for the belt, you need to lose that belt at some point. Mm. In real life, I reckon it maybe will be to Gunter. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm really getting ahead of myself though. Anyway, I like yeah. it. I like talking about. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, therefore, good. it gets a yes from me. Thank I you. enjoyed the. I like the bits in between Money in the Bank and Night of Champions where we had all these challenges. But I want to see AJ Styles and Nakamura have a match again. Better than oh, the... I didn't even think that. Yeah, they had that one at Mania. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Backlash as well. Yeah. and yeah. Oh, they had the whole feud where they're they kicking sh- each other in the balls. They in, in the yeah, willy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They're in the willy. It was great. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? So, <laughs> in the willy. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully, if they do run it back, it'll be much better. Run it back. Run it, run back. it straight. Zion Quinn can have a title match as well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> run it straight. Goodness me. It's yes for me as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. I thought that was my. I, I thought the first one was gonna get a yes, and that one was gonna get a no. The ending right itself. It's just funny how yeah. things are. It does. It's funny how things work out. Um, it's weird that my better one got the yes. <laughs> uh, Ross, your third and final pitch, please. Uh, Cody gets in the ring. He's crying. Oh he's, my god! Oh, no. fighting, he's fighting for America. He's going to beat up that big bully, cowardly not cowboy Brock Lesnar. Brock gets in the ring. He picks up the mic. He says in his weird voice, "This voice caught the attractions <laughs> of someone. I want you all to meet." DC, get out here. The crowd goes mental, right? Because it's only Daniel Cormier. And they love him over there. And of course, in his pockets, DC has the FP, the fight pit. Boom! All of a sudden, the ring is surrounded by the fight pit. And the fight is on. Cody wants a scrap. Brock wants a fight. It can't just be a normal wrestling match. It could be a bull rope ting. But for this pitch, we're going for an FP. So the fight pit happens. And there's only one spot I want, uh, only one spot I want to see. That is Cody doing his weird-ass moonsault off the platform bit mm-hmm. off the top of the cage. Other than that, it's Cody who manages to shock the world once again and get another win over Brock Bloody Lesnar. Maybe out-wrestling the NCAA Division One All-American twice for a second time on the mat once again. But after the bell, it's where the fun really starts and where the pitch picks up because Cody has left the ring. The FP has been put back in DC's pocket, so to speak. (laughs) Brock's all alone in the ring, head in hands. How has he lost to Cody once again? The entire arena starts to vibrate. The bloody sound, uh, the the Jeddah Dome, the Superdome, sorry, it starts to shake as its very foundations. Everyone is purely shaking Stevens at this point. Brock is looking startled in the ring. He doesn't know what the bloody hell is going on. After a few seconds of shaking, it is revealed what is causing those good vibrations as deafening laughter is heard around the arena. Ha 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 ha! Brock is still looking around wondering what the bloody hell is going on when all of a sudden he leaves the ring. Dun dun dun. He tries to pick up his cowboy hat that he wore for his entrance to put back on his cowboy head, but he can't. It's stuck to the timekeeper's table at ringside. Poof! Some smoke appears around the hat, and the laughing starts again. Ha 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 ha! Hoo 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 hoo! Hoo hoo What the hell is this, everyone's thinking? When the smoke clears, we see that Brock's hat has turned into Uncle Howdy's oh hat. Oh my god! 
Uncle Howdy's hat. The oh. laughing gets even louder now as a small tornado starts inside the Jeddah Superdome. The small tornado makes its way through the crowd without harming anybody. And when it gets to the barricade, it stops. And out of the tornado falls two things. One is a door which is neatly nestled at the top of the ramp. And the second <laughs> is Uncle Howdy, who manages to nail a sick suicide planter Wait. to Brock Lesnar. There's two Uncle Howdy's. No, no, just Uncle Howdy's hat was at the first bit. The actual Uncle Howdy is thrown out of the tornado. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not wearing his hat. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, do a, yeah, a yeah. sick planchet with wearing a hat, can you? Of course. Um, where are we now? Bray Wyatt's theme p- uh, uh, plays and he appears through his little door at the top of the ramp which was put there by the tornado inside the arena. He and Uncle Howdy enjoy a good chortle that lasts even longer than Howdy's did on that random smackdown around Christmas time. Uh, Captain Bollocks is back with his crappy little sidekick and he's facing Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam because <laughs> it's weird and I want to see it. Let's all enjoy the months of stellar television that Bray and his new writer come up with. Up the Wyatt! <laughs> up the Wyatt! Here we go! Up the Wyatt! Imagine Howdy and Lesnar weeks and months of interactions on television. <laughs> I want to see that. Tell me you don't want to see I that. I want to see <laughs> that, even, Ross. Even you put, wrote Captain Bollocks in his weird <laughs> little... <laughs> I'm just basing it off what we've seen since last October. I think Captain Bollocks and his crappy little sidekick is quite fitting. Uh, <laughs> but he's got a new writer, so it's going to be he different does, now. He does, he does. I'd, I'd watch it just out of fascination. Oh, yeah. But I have to give it a no, I'm afraid. Oh. I'm sorry. I, one of my, I've, I've got a real reason if you want, I suppose. Well, if, yeah, if you want. Um, when, when, when Wyatt had his feud with Orton in the Firefly Funhouse and all that, Orton didn't, it didn't really work because Orton was a cool guy who didn't get scared. Mm. And you need someone to get scared in these feuds. And Lesnar's like the very opposite of someone who gets scared. I think that would make for great make it comedic, funnier. yes. How do you create all this I'll upgrade it like... to a bar then because it is funny. Yeah, it is funny. I'll, uh, I think it's a bar as well. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ross. I'm we sorry. We need to ban the bar. The, 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 the fact that, um, the fact that, We've got a tornado in there, a perfectly crafted tornado that doesn't harm anybody, but does launch a door well, and a man out of it. It's pretty good. The seat, isn't there? So yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, that bit I enjoy a lot. <laughs> the rest of it, oh well, well, we'll, oh, well, well, well. You don't like the fight pit? You I don't like, like, no, I do like that. You don't like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I do. That's why it gets like a half because there's some good stuff in there. I did Thank enjoy you, the fight pit, and I enjoy. I would like to see Cody and, and Brock in a fight pit. Come back, Bray. Come back, Bray. Mm-hmm. Come back. Yeah. Right. Back to the serious pictures. Well. <laughs> oh. oh no, silly Billy. Oh, oh, I had you there okay. for a second, didn't I? Well. So we go to the SmackDown once again before Night of Champions. And after the attack at the hands of Sheamus last week, a US title match is scheduled between Theory and Sheamus, in which Theory manages to pick up the win thanks to some underhanded tactics that e- and even sorry some interference from those naughty yes boys. Oh. Pretty deadly. Those snacks on SmackDown. Snacky snacks. Snacky <laughs> snack boys. Uh, after a run-in from Butch and Ridge, the free. Uh, sorry, after a running from Butch and Ridge, the chases the boys away. There we go. We'll get there eventually. Austin Theory stands in the ring with a few choice words to say about his treatment since being drafted to SmackDown. All Austin hears about is how all these other stars have brought prestige back to their respective titles. But what about Austin Theory? He's beaten the likes of Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Edge, and even bloody John Cena at WrestleMania, to name a few. And yet he's still 
doesn't hear his name uttered in the same way as Gunter, Bianca Belair, and bloody hell even Roman. Bloody reigns. Where's the respect? Sheamus certainly didn't show it to him last week, and look where that got him this week. Mm. But it's not just coming from the superstars in the locker room. No, no, no. It's coming from that of management too. Night of Champions is one whole night away, and I get relegated to the SmackDown before to defend my title whilst every other champion, apart from the women's tag team titles, but shush, gets <laughs> to be showcased. Something that uh, sorry, something that theory says, however, echoes in a particular superstar's head that calls to them. It beckons to them like the bat signal to Batman. One whole night away. One whole night away. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk to you. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Out waltzes LA Knight to confront Austin Theory. You talk about respect. You talk about putting the work in and not seeing the rewards. Well, let me tell you, Theory, that changed my name. Put me up against an ooky spooky... <laughs> Put me up against an ooky spooky malevolent being. Threw me in a nonsensical tag team with a man who, who has more muscles than brains by heck. And still when I emerge, this crowd are all chanting about one person. L. A. Night. I've put the work in and it's time for me to get my reward. When I look at you, Theory, I don't see the shoes of a champion. Ah. I don't see the jacket of a champion. I don't even see the face of a champion. But what I do see is that title of a champion. You want a match, you got a match. But let me tell you, the man you're staring at right here is walking out of the arena tomorrow as the new United States champion. Yeah! Yeah! Let me talk to you. Unite, what do you mean? United States champion. Yeah. United, but night. United. Oh, I thought you said, yeah, United. United. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a yeah. Yeah, match, and then he wins. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Up the LA night. It's got to happen, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a yes. It's as long as he, win, he wins, right? He's got to win. Yeah, 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 yeah for win, sure. Right, yeah. And then hold the title forever. Mm-hmm. And then end the tribal chief's reign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then from then on, it'll be called. Na- like LA Night of Champions, yeah, yeah going yeah, forward because yeah, yeah. he Let's has all night, the belts. Yeah. Night down on a Friday night. So <laughs> night, yeah, yeah. Night <laughs> <down>. <laughs> Call it Night Night Smackdown. Change them both. Night Night. Night Night on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday Night Night. That's what it used to be back in the day. It? <laughs> Terrible television. Um, <sighs> my final pitch. I think it's time for the return of the Chewake Trophy. Remember that? What the bloody hell? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker won it. Yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. He wasn't in the whole tournament, but then he was in at the very end. Because mm. someone, I think Ray got beaten up backstage mm. by... Shane? Ray? Dolph? 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 Maybe. Someone beat up Ray and then... 2018 got... was a long time ago. It was. It's time for the return of the Chewake Trophy. Not a tournament this time, though. An Iron Survivor match, because I unironically enjoyed that stipulation in NXT last year. It's rebranded now as more of a nimble boy work rate kind of thing. So the competitors are Ricochet, Gable, Montez Ford, Booch, yes. and Rey Mysterio. But backstage, we find that Rey has been beaten down because of a nod to the... If that was him Tradition. last time. By the surprise new fifth entrant in the match... Only the man who won the original Iron Survivor in NXT, the men's Iron Survivor, Grayson Bloody Waller. Oh. Because he's now on the main roster. Mm-hmm. The match goes ahead, and it's actually won by Montez Ford. This achieves a few different things if you want to use them in storylines. So I've said a few things here, but we don't need to use all of them. One, 
All of the losers have potentially let somebody down. Gable and Otis, Ricochet and Braun, Butch and the lads from the Brawling Brutes, and Grayson and his own fragile ego. Grayson hasn't really let anyone down, but I think he'd be annoyed not winning the match. Mm. Um, you can take any of these things and carry it forwards if the booking, if if that works for Triple H. It also leads to a feud, I think, naturally between Grayson and Ray because he beat him down to get in the match, which will help get Grayson over as this disrespectful punk who doesn't respect anyone, especially legends like Ray. And finally, it's another great showing on his own from Montez Ford, ramping up the tension with Dawkins ahead of Money in the Bank. There's also visible tension in the ring uh, between the two as Ford is presented with the gigantic Chueg trophy. Uh, previous champion Undertaker physically carries it down the massive ramp to the ring on his back to make up for not even touching it last time. Mm. He didn't even care. Mm. He just looked at it, I think, and walked off. Yeah. No, he should carry that down this massive ramp oh. all the way slowly and give it to Ford. Iron Survivor is the most important part of that pitch and it should be a thing on the main roster. It should, mm. it should. should I defy you as an NXT non-believer, Andrew, to crap on that gimmick. I'm not crapping on the gimmick. <laughs> it's like King of the Mountain but without all the bollocks. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Mm. It's a great pitch. Uh, it's get, it gets a yes from me. Thank you. It, it reminds me of, do you remember when, I think this is right, wasn't it when Edge won the intercontinental title and then Christian was a bit like oh did he win the king of the ring there was king some of king of the ring it was king of the ring yeah, it reminds yeah, me yeah. of that a little bit mm. and then Christian was like oh he was jealous oh, too big for your boots now yeah, yeah 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 and I kind of like the idea of that maybe playing out with the street profits as well mm. 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 did you give it a yes yes I yes. did lovely big fat yes before we finish <clears throat> I need to do some admin. I'll give it to Jack to read out because right. he's the host of the show. Oh, you can do it if you want. But... Polly in Wellington emailed this in WrestleMania week, and this is the first pitches video we've been together since. What? So this wow. is stats from the history of nine pitches on Cultaholic that Polly from Wellington put together over a month ago now, wow. but it's the first pitches we've been together since she emailed it in. Well, thank, thank you, you very much, Polly, who says, Tope con kia ora, which is the New Zealand greeting. Nice. My lovely culty boys, greetings from New Zealand. Greetings, Polly. Me and my partner have been watching you since about 2018, and you've been brightening our lives on a daily basis since then. We moved to New Zealand from the UK 10 years ago, and your lovely Northeast accents keep me thinking of home. My mother's family's from Anik, so Ross's lovely Morbeth E... Gives me life. Up the 518. Uh, 518. <laughs> That's the bus. Having now, <laughs> having now set you up for the best bit of the podcast, the accent discussion. Oh, so this was going to be on the podcast, but we've done it on the pages. It was, yeah. WrestleMania How do you see this, Polly, though? Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the accent discussion. I'll give you a minute to remind people that all Northeast accents are different. They yeah, are. They are. Mm. Before I get to the point. Can you tell them apart? Because you're not from the Northeast. I can. There's definitely a difference between, like, say, Sam Hebble. And yeah, Dan right, Apple yeah, as well. Yeah. Dan's Mackham. Yeah. Hey, hey. superhero. <laughs> eh? Um, <laughs> Polly goes on. The pitches videos are some of my favorite bits of the channel, but I've always wondered whether any of these things we want to happen actually do happen. Oh. Wow. So I thought I'd look back through the archives and find out. Oh my God. Wow. I got way too. I get way too excited with making spreadsheets and got way too into all of the data. So feel free to cut out any or all of this if it's a long That's podcast. Good. <laughs> Although long podcasts are the best podcasts. Sorry, boys. Fifty hours of pictures, videos later. Oh, Polly, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> wow. Here's what I found: a staggering four percent of all pictures ever made on the channel have actually happened. Wow. Wow. Four percent. At the time of writing, that's twenty-three out of the six hundred and seven pictures. <laughs> 
Why are there, why is there not a multiple of three? Shouldn't it be six hundred and six pitches? We had that WrestleMania one where we did four, oh. didn't we? Mm. When Sam was around the table. Mm. Oh. Reality has been forced to come in line with the Cultaholic vision on 23 of 607 occasions. In case people are wondering, I only counted a pitch as coming true if it happened exactly as pitched. I'm surprised it's that many. And I only counted the bit about the PLE itself. So if someone said this thing happens at WrestleMania, then on Raw the next thing happens, then after that this next thing happens. I haven't checked that far into the future. I just looked at, well, that's fair enough. I just looked at whether the pitch for each event happened exactly as pitched or not at the pay-per-view. So who is the most prophetic visionary of them all? Here's the league table. Oh, this is this I'm is excited. Shall I read them out from lowest in condescending order? In yes. condescending order, the least accurate is Andrew with wow. one correct pitch out oh. of ninety-three. It's probably because you go really specific. I do go very specific. I want to know what your one was. Yeah, I want to know true. now as well. Uh, second least prophetic was me, two percent, three out of two hundred pitches. That's still good. It's all right. Uh, third was Matthew Matthew with uh, one out of thirty-nine. Uh, Ross with 4%, 7 out of 180. Get it. Damn. Adam has 11%. 61, sorry, 6 out of 61 came true. And the champion (laughs) and the most, I'm shocked, (laughs) the champion and the most, the one with the most foresight of all of us is Sam Driver with a staggering 15%, 5 of 34 pitches. It's sickening that, isn't it? 5 of 34. If I think of Sam on these videos, I always think of Sam going against the general consensus. Mm. How's that happen? (laughs) There's two more slides, by the way. Is there any more? Oh, my God. Oh, God. There we go. Oh my God, it's all going on. Ross has the most true predictions with seven, but he's done a lot more pitches than some people because he's been in more videos. So only 4% of his total predictions actually came true. Percentage-wise, Sam is the most effective prophet with 15% of his predictions happening. But we all know, oh my God, but we all know pitches videos are also about how many of your pitches you can convince the rest of the guys to say yes to. That's correct. And when it comes to that, Ross is out in front with a whopping average. Um, one 1.8 yeses out of a possible two for every pitch made. He nice. also has 28 clean sweep sessions. A clean sweep counts if all three of someone's pitches get yeses from everyone there. 47% of Ross's pitch video appearances have been clean sweeps. 47. That took a hit today then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still. And um, we do have, Ross has um, 324. I'll just read out the averages actually. Ross has an average of one. This is, this is out of two because you've got two yeah. co-presenters. So Ross has a 1.8 uh, average. Andrew, 1.68. Me, 1.65. Adam, 1.61. Sam, 1.56. And then bottom is Matthew with 1.42. <laughs> that goes to show that with Sam's there, we know nothing. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clean sweep percentage, Ross, 47%. Me and Andrew tied second on 39%. Oh, no, wait. Sam, 53% of clean sweeps, but he's been on less videos. Adam, 20% clean, excuse me, clean sweeps. I need to do a little bit. There we go. It was a sign of one. And Matthew, two uh, clean sweeps with 15%. Um, although Jack is always worried about whether videos have too many yeses in them, only six videos haven't had any no votes at all. I'm sh- I'm sh- wow. I'm staggered yeah. by that. What? And although the pitches videos start with WrestleMania 34 in 2018, it took until the pitch video for WrestleMania 35 to get the first coherent three-person It's What We Want to Happen chorus <laughs> at the start of the video. Wow. And even then, it was September 2019 before it became solidly established. <laughs> this is amazing. There have been some extremely funny running gags through the five years or so of pitch videos. That's your opinion, but thank you. With lots of callbacks and inside jokes. Of course, this is called holic after all. Just a few things that have amused me. 
Single most pitch thing that's never actually happened. Jack's passionate insistence that Kyrie Sane should get to WrestleMania and have the pirate ship entrance. <laughs> yep. I forgot all about that. He pitched this three times. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross pitched something involving the pirate ship twice as well. But sadly, it never happened. I can't believe it never happened. Yeah, it was there for them to use and they covered yeah. it up with a bigger ship. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think we know the most callbacks to a pitch. I'm guessing Ross might have read this. Do you want to guess what the chips? The, yeah. George Ross's George, George Miz turning into chips has an epic 11 mention. <laughs> Number of times Ross pitched something fatal or horrifying that happened to Shane McMahon. So, so he'd be ended and go away six times. Some great off the cuff throwaway comments that weren't part of pitches, but ended up coming true anyway. Oh, oh my God. This is incredible. <clears throat> WrestleMania 34, Adam's saying that Braun will bring in someone really pathetic as his tag partner. <laughs> That's not true. So he can win the belt Nicholas. Money in the Bank 2018, Ross suggesting that if Ellsworth makes a return to Hell Carmella, he'll be in a mask. He Ooh. was because of Asuka. Yeah. Royal Rumble 2020, Jack's comment that his dad... <laughs> Oh my God, I can't read this out. I can't read this out. I can't. Jack's comment that his dad, when shown a picture of Cain Velasquez, says he looks like he could murder people. Wow. <laughs> Two years early, Jack's dad. <laughs> Cain Velasquez hasn't murdered anybody. The court case is carrying on, I believe. <laughs> Hell in a Cell 2021. Ross saying, I'm strapped in my booster seat and ready for two years of title reign from Roman Reigns. And Forbidden Door the big one. And wow. Forbidden Door 2022, Ross saying Claudio Castagnoli will probably take Danielson's place against Zack Sabre Jr. The, one of them was a bit out of an odd one out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the Reigns one. I'll, I'll let my dad know what he's done. <laughs> Thanks so much for all you do. It's a genuine joy to have you all in my life. Well, that was a genuine joy to read out that email. Yeah, thank, thank you so thank much, very much Polly. Or as they refer to themselves here, yeah, legendary All Blacks number eight, Zinzan Brook. Obviously a fan of the rugby there. Podcast reference, isn't it? Sportsman in yes. here. Thank you very much, Polly. That was genuinely one of my favourite emails I've ever read out. That was, that was so brilliant. good. Yes. You had to read it out for the, the work put in there. What an effort. Yeah, that is yeah. a lot. That's a but lot it was of also, research. It was also entertaining. I enjoyed the little fun categories as yeah. well. That was brilliant. Don't know how to top that to end this video. It's up to them. That was class. <laughs> um, thank you very much for watching. Um, and stay tuned for all the content we'll have coming out in the build-up to Night of Champions. We've got Are You Doing WTF Moments? Yes, uh, that'll be out Yeah, the day after. What happened? That'll be out hours after, I assume. Uh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. What happened? That will be out. What have you? Are you uh, the... Predictions and uh, live stream on the Saturday as well. Excellent. So we'll be doing loads of content for Night of Champions, but also for Double or Nothing as well. It's a. It's almost like WrestleMania Ooh. week. Yeah. Sure pitches is. for Double or Nothing is Wednesday evening. This yeah. Week, so yeah. Just to mark so your calendars. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, do leave your pictures in the comment section down below. Cheers to Joel behind the camera. Thanks, well. Joel. Cheers. I realized Joel. we didn't give you a shout out on the last podcast, and I felt bad. Uh, yeah, Joel gets a yes. From he gets a yes us. from us. And um, we'll see you very soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.